Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. You know, there's no doubt that as a dude, if you're on the dating scene, it can be tough planning and organizing dates, especially if you're going out with different women and meeting different people all the time because everybody's got different interests and things they like to do and certainly dietary restrictions and and all sorts of stuff plays into it. So it can be really tough, even when you know a person well, to to plan a date. It's not always easy. But uh, on Reddit, there's a section called Ask Women. And one of the questions was, uh, name the weirdest place a guy has taken them on a date. And there is some odd ones. Uh, One woman says that two weeks into dating, a guy took her to uh, his grandfather's funeral and introduced her as his special friend. First of all, two weeks in, taking somebody to a family funeral seems odd. Now, did he not tell her they were going to a family funeral? Like, ask her if she would go? I don't know. Maybe she could have said, that seems a bit personal for you. Yeah. I mean, listen, I'm married in 30 years, and I still turn my back on the idea of going to funerals. <laughs> you or being introduced as her special friend. Yeah, that's right. Well, we're not sure yet. This one's great. A guy drove a woman to a Taco Bell parking lot. Very sexy. And then they watched the movie Sausage Party on his phone. Oh, my goodness. He tried to make out with her during the sex scene where the hot dog gets it on with the button. I guess he got all randy. Did he buy her a taco at least? (laughs) Tried to get her a taco. Right, I know. Some creep took a woman to an adult bookstore and tried to get her to watch a movie in their gross theater room. That is along the lines of come see the well in my basement type (laughs) creepy. (laughs) Yeah. A guy was supposed to take a woman bowling for their first date. Instead, he took her to his mom's house to help decorate his mom's bedroom. Oh, Lord. I think I'd rather have gone into the gross theater room. A guy offered to show a girl his hidden spot in the city where he goes to think and write songs. And it was just a filthy underpass. Again, creepy. I think, you know, he's obviously trying to be very, uh, you know, cool and show mm. that he's he's a songwriter right yeah he's got a future in this yeah but if you if you really take a step back and think is she gonna be enamored with this underpass or no? i don't think so and i don't believe john lennon and paul mccartney wrote ever any of their best songs in an underpass likely no a woman was expecting to go to lunch instead the guy took her to a gun range with three of his buddies <laughs> A guy suggested Dave and Buster's for a first date. All right. Sure. All right. Yeah, there's food still, there. Are they still here? Yeah, they still here. They want 400 there. Um, except his date said, I'd rather do something else. He agreed. He picked her up. And he took her to Dave and Buster's anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a guy thing. <laughs> I really have this all planned out. It's going to be great. You didn't say you don't like this. Uh, a guy took a woman to an empty shipping container in the middle of nowhere for their first date. He said he wanted to buy it for her and turn it into a house. Again, that is come see the well in my basement <laughs> type of creepy. A guy took a woman to a strip club the first time they went out and then tried to get the stripper's number right in front of his date. That was probably a red flag there. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think if I ever organized a bad date. I mean, I think I'm pretty good at I remember being... Like in high school, maybe like grade nine or something. And uh, obviously I didn't have my license, so I, and I certainly wouldn't have had a car even if I did have my license. 
And I remember walking to this girl's house to take her out to dinner. And then we walked to the bus stop. Right. Got on the Brampton Transit, <laughs> went to Swiss Chalet, <laughs> and then took the bus home. I thought I was taking her out for a nice meal. Right. Swiss Chalet, yeah. in grade nine. Rotisserie. That's a big date. Got me nowhere. No. <laughs> <laughs> Shocking. Tried to make out with her on the bus. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, you ever have a. You no, ever I think it, probably the restaurant thing as well. Yeah, but when you think about that, it's such a bad idea because you're just stuck there with conversation <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> you really have to throw it on. Yeah, <laughs> and when you're young too, I mean, you're just you're and so nowadays, nervous. You just couldn't do it. Everyone would just be on their phones the whole time. Right? Yeah that that would be tough, especially now if you were like like 14, 15, taking a girl out on a date. You really like her. You know how we were when we were that age. You, you know, you're all. You're just so you're a bag of nerves, and you you really want to impress, and you hope this is going to go well. And she's just staring down at her phone. Right? Yeah. I mean, my date read that Swiss Chalet menu over and over <laughs> again, like it was a law document. <laughs> I was watching a quick uh, clip of uh, Bill Maher gabbing with Sean Penn on his uh, Bill Maher's podcast, and Sean Penn's smoking a cigarette, and Sean Penn, like him or dislike him, he's really one of the all-time great actors, but he's also a very cool smoker. <laughs> Got the dangle going. <laughs> Remember, and I've said this, I think, before, when um, Nine and a Half Weeks came out and uh, Mickey Rourke in the scene when he's watching Kim Basinger strip tease for him. And he's got a bowl. He's sitting on the floor and he's got a bowl of popcorn in front of him. But he's also got the cigarette dangling. Now, I gave up the butts in, in the 30s. In, in my 30s. <laughs> I was born in 1908. <laughs> Wait a minute. And, uh, but to this day... I'm, I'm very impressed by somebody who's a cool smoker. Right. I was at a um, a birthday party uh, last summer, a 50th, and they were doing this uh, Olympics-themed birthday party for a guy turning 50. Not a smart move, I don't think, but anyhow. <laughs> uh, they were having a tug-of-war, and there was one guy in the tug-of-war who had a cigarette dangling the entire time. I wanted to get right back to the darts. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, only, a, if only I could be that cool. Yeah, it, it's a great look uh, if you can pull it off. <laughs> it's not, but... No, it is a good look. It's not good for you. It's very bad for you, but it's a good look. Anyhow, that's just me. 7-Eleven, your pally's Craig and Lucky. I had uh, recorded on Sunday night uh, offside the Harold Ballard story. I forgot to record that. All right, I've got it. So... Um, I don't know if there's any way that I could transfer it for you, but it might be uh, online or CBC. It's on Gem. It's yeah. a CBC thing, so you can watch it online. You can watch it there. You, you have to watch it. If you're of a certain age, certainly uh, you'll have uh, memories, not necessarily fond ones. Uh, and if you are younger and never lived through the Ballard years, if you think you've got it bad with the Toronto Maple Leafs now, mm. just go back and watch what we had to put up with through the 70s and 80s because <laughs> it was brutal. And, man, I just feel for the, the likes of uh, Daryl Sittler and Lanny McDonald and Mike Palmatier and Tiger Williams and all of them who had to deal with that buffoon of an owner because he was just, he's just the worst. Like, he just loved chaos. Every single time things were going well, he would sabotage it. You know, he never wanted to pay the money the players deserved. He he would do just horrible things to the uh, people who rolled into Maple Leaf Gardens. And it was a great story that uh, the one time the Beatles played Maple Leaf Gardens, he booked them for a second show without even a contract. 
And then Brian Epstein kind of said, okay, fine, we'll do it. So they did another show like four hours later, but it was the dead of summer. And, of course, back then, no AC. There was never any AC in Maple Leaf Gardens. But Ballard would turn on the heat and turn off the water <laughs> so that people would have to go to the concession stands and buy more drinks. Oh, he you was, mean no water going down those trenches in the bathrooms? Right? Oh, yeah. My, my favorite story out of the whole thing was when he finally took possession of Maple Leaf Gardens. One of the first things he did was he took down a huge picture inside the arena of Queen Elizabeth so he could get more seats in. And he said his reason was, well, why would I allow her in? She didn't buy a ticket. <laughs> Yet, through all his shenanigans, and I won't ruin all of it. I won't give it all away if you haven't seen it. It's, it's, it's amazing. But he had this very uh, caring side where he donated tons of money over the years to all sorts of different charities. But never wanted anybody to know it because he thought it would make him look soft. Mm. Yeah, well, he certainly didn't want his players to know he was giving money away yeah. and had that kind of dough to give away. Oh, and the story of what Daryl Sittler was making and how he, he went to him and just said, listen, here's, and I won't, I won't give away the numbers uh, if you haven't seen it, but he said, listen, here's what I'm making, as he says to Ballard, here's what my peers are making. I just want to be on par with my peers. So what did Ballard do? Trade him. <laughs> go hang out with your peers then. yeah it, it was just crazy i want to watch it i, I in, in thinking about it because you know i've seen a couple of interviews jason Priestley is the one who you know yes. who did it um and and a couple of interviews with him it got me thinking especially because you know i've seen now a few different nhl rinks and i, and I, I was reminded in colorado um, when I was there, the, the broadcast booths have been pushed down the rink mm. to inside the zone, like inside the blue line, where normally you're right at center ice mm -hmm. looking straight down. But they've been pushed down because the owner wanted to build his own apartment right. and private suite and didn't want to have to go through the rest of the people. So now he has a staircase straight down into it in the middle of the rink. Wow. And so he's taken over those what were the broadcast locations and push like radio was in the corner like brutal yeah, place to try and call a game from right. when you're trying to call a goal in the far net mm -hmm. uh, and you can't see it go in but uh, you know I remember Ballard having that that little bunker yep. down in the in the bottom and, and just like a window he would sit at. And I always wanted to know what was what was behind that like what was there was it just mm. a couple of old stools and you know Probably. one of those Chesterfield type coaches. Yeah, now unless I missed it, I mean, I, I remember because I was getting dinner organized while I was watching. He had an apartment it. in there as well. He lived in there. Well, see, another side of him. His wife died in the 1960s, and he was so uh, devoted to her. He never remarried, although that lunatic uh, Yolanda showed up there towards the end of his life. But um, he was so devoted to her that after she died, he couldn't even be in that house, and that's why he moved into Maple Leaf uh -huh. Gardens. And they did show, there's a quick moment where you see the inside of his apartment, and it was nothing special, and he would roam around that building like it was his house. Right. They said he'd go down and grab an ice cream in the middle of the night, and he'd just... I yeah. do remember, man, I remember going into it, and it, 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 it struck me recently, too, because Christian was in Ottawa last weekend, I wasn't there, but uh, but he went to his first NHL game. Oh, okay. And I was like, man, I wish I could have seen that moment mm. where you walk out of the tunnel and you see... The size of the mm -hmm. rink with the lights on the lights and, and everything. And you see the amount of seats. And I, I remember that in Maple Leaf Gardens like it was yesterday. Who Just, took him to an NHL game? His stepdad? His mom. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, here's another example of why kids today are just the worst. Um, when parents were asked about birthday parties for children between uh, the ages of... What are the ages here? What do we got? Between 3 and 12. So I guess this is when you actually throw the birthday parties. Once they get to be about, well, I guess 12 and beyond, then you can just maybe take them out for a nice dinner and say, here you go. But it used to be very easy. You know, some fast food, a cake. Maybe you got them a video game or some clothing, and they had a few friends over, and that was good enough. But not anymore. You know, it's all got to be very dramatic, and that's mostly thanks to social media. Parents with children between the ages of 3 and 12 say the average kid's birthday party involves 16 guests, 9 presents, and 3 hours of celebration. Two and three parents say their kids expect their favorite food, and a similar number put together custom goodie bags for their children's parties. About half say their kids expect clowns and costume characters, inflatable play sets, laser tag, and most parents say a party theme is necessary. Most parents say they put the pressure on themselves to make it amazing, but right. even with all of that, almost all of their kids are not so easy to impress. Right. Oh, not so easy to impress. Your job is not to impress your kid. <laughs> no, we but are what, lost. What we try and do is impress others, right? You're right. Yeah. It's a social media thing. We've become a generation of one-uppers. It's so sad. We, you know, um, I was reading a thing a couple of days ago where, and we've we've thought this for a while because I've got it in my house. So who am I to point a finger? Except I believe our situation is a little different in that our kids came back from England, need, got jobs here, and needed somewhere to live. But this article I read talked about how so many up until their late 20s and early 30s now are just staying with mom and dad. And at first, we all just thought it was the economy. Certainly COVID had played into it over the last couple of years, but it was happening even before COVID. We have just coddled these children into submission. Right. We have babied them into submission. And yet you mock me for wanting to send my kids out of the house. <laughs> I, I mock you for it only because I, th well, where do I think it comes from? I think if financially you couldn't do it, you'd be different. I think you're just so uh, blasé about it because the money issue isn't an issue. Well, or the I mean, cost it's, involved is so expensive. Don't get me like, wrong. I mean, I, I but mean, if you didn't have the dough to do it, you wouldn't be so quick to want to push them out the door. Well, it's it, it's gonna cost a lot. I, I realize like if you had to that. Lean I, on OSAP. I don't know that you'd want to do it as yeah, much. Yeah, probably, probably still will. Yeah, it, you know, it, it's gonna. Cost, but to me, that experience and 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 pushing them to beyond their comfort zone of just staying around the house is, is important to it as well. And perhaps worth the, and I'm hoping worth the investment. Mm. Um, you know, but yeah, we, I, I remember as a kid, my birthday parties, you know, we, we I'm literally playing pin the tail on the donkey. Oh, at yeah. One of them. But I mean, it means an adult probably, like my mom likely ran that. Yeah. Right. I remember like the, <laughs> one of the big things I'd want to have every year would be that uh, big jug of McDonald's orange drink. Right. <laughs> big yellow cooler would come yeah. out, and uh, and that would be the fun. Or you'd go to the restaurant and have your party at the McDonald's or Yeah, the Mother's the Pizzeria, King. I remember having Ma them there. Absolutely. We did a lot of team parties at, at Mother's and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and usually I'd have a couple of friends, 
Uh, and yeah, it would be yeah. a pizza thing or a McDonald's thing. Not and to say they didn't happen. It's just now, you know, it's so it's more about how elaborate we can make it. I uh, I get amazed now. Uh, there's um, a school near me, and just the traffic and the lineup. And I live in a neighborhood where I think almost everybody that goes to that school is within walking distance. Mm. And it's just it's it's like the 401 in front of the school. I, I we. I don't know why. I, I'm, I'm confused as to why this has occurred. But it's, first of all, TikTok, the phone, all of it is making our children completely stupid. It, it, it's, it's draining their brains. And we're not helping by the coddling and the babying and our kids needing to be impressed. Thinking we have to impress our children. What the hell is that about? Yeah, well, I guess as much as we try and keep up with the Joneses, the kids are born into a generation now. That's what happens as well. Where, yeah. You know, little Tommy and Sally or whatever the hell, they are, they their parents are doing that for them. Why aren't you? Why can't we do this? Man, oh, man. So if you've, uh, if you've got a, a, a child who's not a child anymore, who's an actual full-on growing adult, but they're still just sitting at your kitchen table... Planning their birthday party? Planning off of you. (laughs) It's not their fault. It's yours. This is uh, going to be a couple of hectic days. Stand like 15 centimeters. And year to year, we really, you know, I think we forget. I remember last year, that big, massive storm. You ended up having to drive me home because my little car couldn't get through it. Right, yes. You left me stranded on the road. I had to run to my house. (laughs) You said get out, and I think I had to get out while you were still moving. Right, I spun it around. Yeah, like, I don't want to get stuck. Yeah, it was really bad. Now, was that over fifteen centimeters? That was over fifteen centimeters. Okay, All right. fifteen centimeters is about six inches. So it's a penis worth of snow. <laughs> An average <laughs> snowfall. Well, this Maybe is what, why they call it average snowfall. Yeah, this is what I'm thinking though, because we never really know. Somebody says fifteen centimeters, you know what, what's fifteen centimeters? But when you say in inches, maybe we understand that a little more. Or if you just say now in all news reports, and I think moving forward, this is the way all weather reports should be done. If you're going to get 15 centimeters in around that range, 15, 16, it's a a penis worth of snow. People can go, okay, I I visualize that. I see that. Now, (laughs) did we not already dread snow enough? (laughs) We have to visualize this now? Because we're going to all get dicked here with the snowfall. Now, if if it, now I would say, and I'm just brainstorming here. Right. Uh, say anything more 17, 18 uh, centimeters and above, that's a pornous penis. That's a porn penis worth of snow. Okay. And then anything like like <laughs> like 10 below is like a mushroom penis. It's a trump. We'll call it a trump. <laughs> According to Stormy Daniels. Right. True. So uh, I think that now I would love to see that on your CBC nightly news. <laughs> oh. I don't think I ever want to hear White Christmas again. See the graph? <laughs> <laughs> a couple of circles. It wasn't a long circle. Uh-huh. So now you said in the uh, in the news that up to 20 centimeters of yeah. snow is possible. So I, I did the math. I went and looked. That's like 7.85 inches. Yikes. That's, that's a porn penis right. worth of snow. <laughs> that's a big snowstorm. That's a lot of snowing. So uh, be aware of that as we uh, make our way. Oh, and speaking of uh, penis, I were have, we? I didn't know we were. To be well, honest, we are now. <laughs> <laughs> I have been proven correct. Uh-oh. A study out of the UK 
shows a link between small penis and sports cars. <laughs> I have been proven correct. <laughs> this, uh, this research has to be peer-reviewed, but it is shown that many men who have a desire for luxury cars and sports cars also believe they're rocking a small penis. <laughs> I have been proven correct. I know you don't want to believe a lot of the things I say, but it is true. So there you go. Right. All right. On with the show. Um, Titanic was in movie theaters for so long, it became the first movie ever to come out on VHS while it was still being shown in the theater. Oh, wow. Yeah, it did well. Did you see it in the theater? Yes. Yeah. It's the last movie you saw in the theater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Still didn't see the end. Couldn't stick around. Yeah. How no. did it end? That was a that was a long one. Oof. Yeah, that was a lot. Nobody was complaining back then, though, about the length of films. No. I remember I, I went on vacation down in the Caribbean, uh, and they had an old theater there. I didn't go see it, but I just remember walking by, and they used to do double features. Okay. Right. And it was like, uh, I think it was Titanic and Pearl Harbor were oh like the God. double feature. It would have been like seven hours yeah. of movie. And not really, you know, coming out of there feeling very good about yourself no. afterwards either. A little bit down. Wow, yeah, that's a, that's a lot of movie. Right. Uh, Denny's, the restaurant, isn't named after anyone. It started as a donut shop called Danny's Donuts. And the founder picked Danny because it started with a D like donuts. They eventually changed the name to Denny's because people were confused with another coffee chain at the time called Coffee Dan's. Oh. Yeah. So there is nobody named Denny's. But Denny's itself started as a coffee donut yeah. spot. Yeah, it was Danny's. Danny's Donuts became Denny's. Now they got skillets of grease. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a good hangover food. Mm-hmm. Um, a 2020 study found that millions of workers had the skills to realistically move to new jobs that paid on average 70% more than their current jobs. Oh. But we just won't do it. Yeah. We are just so flippin' lazy. Well, there's a, it's not a, there's a fear of the unknown, yeah. too, right? Yeah. But we've had this conversation, and it drives me crazy because we always fear the worst. Yeah. Nobody ever says, hey, this might work out great. No. We always think... And I guess that's the way to look because you don't want things to go bad. So you say, okay, well, what if this or that goes wrong? You know, but so often it just doesn't. So often everything is just fine. We look for a glass half empty a yeah. lot, right? Like, oh, they're paying great. Well, they can't stay in business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know how hard I work. If they're going to pay me that, then they're going to go out of business. At depths of a thousand feet, water pressure can reach about 440 pounds per square inch. Pressure like that could crumble most human lungs immediately upon exposure, resulting in instant death. Fun. So remember that, scuba divers. The most used seven-letter word in English is between. Okay. The most used eight-letter word is children. The most used nine-letter word is different, and this isn't surprising. The most used ten-letter word is government. Oh, and all we right. say it a lot. Right. Vincent Van Gogh. <laughs> Twelve-letter word, the MF bomb. 
and it's a good one. <laughs> Did you just count that? I was shouting in my head. That's very good. Did I get it right? Yeah. Maybe. Um, Stephen Colbert does this thing, uh, the Stephen Colbert questionnaire, and uh, it's uh, 15 questions he'll ask his, uh, his guests. And one of them is, uh, describe your life, the rest of your life, in five words. Oh, my goodness. And some of them do it really well. Right. But others... Totally screw it up, and I've tried, and I I can't I can't get a good five five word explanation for the rest of my life. Rest of your life, yeah. Uh, was it Sean Penn or he had something about uh, play the play the cards I'm dealt? Mm. And I thought, oh, that was a great one, right? Yeah. And I thought to myself, well, they have to give them the. They, there's no way he pulled that out of his ass, right? That's a great answer, Vincent Van Gogh was named after his stillborn brother. One year before he was born, his parents had a child named Vincent who died during birth. Wow. Yeah. That's a little heavy to carry a around. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> and why would you go for round two of that? It didn't work out the first time. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, I guess I guess they never really, you know, not like they had time with them then, though. Yeah, and back then, I mean. But even, you know, you, you hear of, and God bless you, you you parents who are able to withstand that kind of grief with people who have, you know, miscarriages after miscarriage and still keep trying. I mean, yeah, at some point I would, uh, I would probably say, well, let's, let's call it a day, but. Well, yeah, easy today. Stay from the sure. outside looking in. Oh, of course. Yeah. I, I never had to deal with that grief. Thankfully, the word hot became a synonym for popular or in demand around 1909. In the 1920s, its meaning was extended to include sexual desirability. Oh, so hot. Albert Einstein was so sure he was going to win a Nobel Prize that he included the prize money in a divorce settlement three years before he won it. Wow. That's, uh, that's bold. And uh, finally, sharks are older than trees. Sharks have been around for 400 million years. Trees, only about 350 million. Right. Mm. Rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.